0: All right. Recording has started. So today is March 21st, 2016, and we have an hour together. So who first?
1: Um, I want to start with Apollo, the lizard.
0: Okay. Very good. And is Apollo, you said it was a male? Girl? Um. Well, honestly, we thought he was a male.
1: And just yesterday, my sister said he's a female, I guess.
0: Okay. Okay. Very good. All right. So Apollo, please. Okay, so I've got her here. Your first question.
1: Okay, so I want to know how she's feeling. Okay, we mean physically.
0: Yeah. How are you feeling physically? Um, She shows me herself being very sluggish. Um, Okay, so what's going on? She gives me two temperatures. She gives me a temperature of coolness in the region that's behind her stomach and closer towards the, oh, I don't know the anatomy of of these little geckos, Um, but forward part of the small intestine but behind the stomach region feels cool to her, whereas the rest of her body is at a a warmer temperature. When I ask, is this cool spot normal for you, she says it's not. She feels it is affecting her digestion.
1: Okay, because she hasn't been eating, and I haven't actually spoken to her myself, but I sense that it was an issue to do with temperature. I thought it was maybe in her tank, but since I didn't talk to her, I guess body, heat, or whatever makes sense.
0: Yeah. Let me see what else she's aware of here. So do you have an awareness of what's going on with why the temperature difference? Okay. So um, the cold location in the, again, the region around the front of the small intestine, she says it's not supposed to be as cold as it is at, because of its Mm, very still. Now, she shows me the small intestines themselves. They're moving very still. The, the normal peristalsis movement is um, slower than it's supposed to be. When I ask why is that. Oh, she feels, okay. You know, Vivian, I know you know, I can't diagnose treat, to prescribe, but she gives me the impression that there is an imbalance in the gut um, bacteria, the type mm-hmm. of normal bacteria that w- you know, you, would be normal in her body is very off. The numbers are lower than they're supposed to be. This has created what she describes as a deactivation of the processing of food. So she's unable right. to process the food um, there in the small intestine. So as a result, it's just kind of she's getting worse and worse. Now, with that said, she does not come across as, you know, on death's doorstep or fragile. She's not doesn't seem that severe when I ask, so is there something available to you in your tank setup that would allow you to help yourself she says no. Um, she thinks insects might help because the insects, she's showing me something that looks like crickets, um, have the gut bacteria that her body would, well, be pleased to have in it. Um, but it also feels she doesn't have this appetite nor desire to eat. But, again, the bacteria they have would be would be nice to have in her intestine.
1: Right. Um, yeah, because we feed her crickets. Um okay. And I know she's got one left in her tank right now and we haven't gotten any more yet just because she hasn't been eating them. So. Yeah.
0: Um, is there any reason why you haven't eaten this one cricket? Is, she, is it only due to lack of appetite? Um, she says, I'm not interested. She also feels that that particular cricket that's in there is um very clean. In other words, it really doesn't have this bacteria in its, in its own gut that her body would really seek. So it's not exactly the most appetizing um it's not as desirable in what it can offer her body so she's Mm -hmm. not putting forth a lot of effort nor interest in eating it would any type of energy healing help her she says yes she's willing to receive that she says um if you're going to help in that way she says ask the energy to warm up my gut so that the little bits of good gut bacteria, flora that are present can become more active. Then it'll have more of an appetite. So she's definitely willing to receive that. Are you willing to receive that from Vivian? Um, she says she is. Absolutely. Um, okay. Really listen so to her. She she may fill up quickly on the energy, so don't overdo it. Okay. Um, let me just check with her. Is uh, Are you getting enough warmth in your current tank to support your body's health at this time, regardless of where it is? She says it's not about the tank parameters. Now, there um, there is a cooler corner of the tank she's indicating to me. Um, yep. must be an area without the light, I suspect, when I asked what about mm-hmm. this. Um, she says you don't need to alter that. You don't need to flood the entire tank um, with light. So don't feel like you got to do that. Let Really, she's very good about going to the cooler corner when she needs to and when she needs to seek heat for her body. Um, you know, Vivian, and this is just my two cents, go online and see if you can Google for um, how to get these little guys to have, you know, good bacteria. It's kind of like the humans, uh, or excuse me, dogs and humans, yeah. Uh, the probiotics, you know, I don't know if they make probiotics for, you know, lizards and geckos. But if they do, it feels like that would be really helpful.
1: Right. Um, so when doing the energy healing, um, can you tell me again what I should be focusing on when I'm doing that with her?
0: Yeah. Let me see. In what There's so many different ways to approach it. What do you want? What's best for you, Apollo? She says just, um, okay, she's looking for hands off, just sit in a chair in front of her. She thinks five minutes is going to be enough. Just invite divine source energy to flow in through the top of your head and out through your hands and just offer it to her so she can choose to do with it whatever she decides. Um, You want to be as clear a channel as possible. Be like a silver, pure instrument as that divine energy goes through so that it's as colored, you know, less colored as possible by your, your own thoughts you know, judgments, things of that sort. Um, universe, how can Vivian do that? She said, they, they say you know how to do this, so just do that. Okay. And to focus it on her stomach or her gut area? Actually, um, focus it on all of her. Don't, Yeah, not right. just a particular body region in this case is necessary. It's a okay. whole, yeah, just everywhere, and let her decide where to navigate it. She knows how to do that.
1: Okay. Um Another question that my sister wanted to know is is Apollo happy with her being at college and my mom and I watching over her?
0: Okay, sure. So, let's see. Um she's not getting as much attention as she had before. She feels like your sister would visit the room often. Uh so if if Apollo was kept in the bedroom or something of that sort. Her, your sister would visit often. So now that she's at college, is that uh, you know, you guys come in and it's just not the same. It's not that Apollo misses her person. It's more like she was so used to the frequent visitations of your sister that without your sister's energy there, uh, Apollo is kind of um, doing things solo, doing things herself. She's not lonely, um, and it, she doesn't feel abandoned. It's more of a, I'm just keeping to myself kind of thing when I ask her, is that serving you? Is that making you happy to keep to yourself? She says, well, it is what it is. Nobody was appointed, she says, to take care of me. Okay, so actually your person appointed Vivian and her mom. Can these people suffice? She says, yeah, but I don't see them as my caretakers. Okay. Okay. Um, You might want to invite her, you know, in in the meantime that you're there before you move down south, to just invite her to bond with you in a way that maybe, you know, you can just offer her some of what she is missing that she acquired from her person. Okay, so
1: does um, she like to be held? I mean, I always knew Apollo and my sister had this awesome bond, and my sister would hold her all the time, so... Is being held and, you know, let out of her tank and, you know, because sometimes we'll take her out of her tank and we'll just let her, you know, we'll hold her, we'll be around the house in different places and stuff. Is she okay with me holding her more
0: okay. often? Sure. Are you okay with Vivian holding you? Um, She says it's okay. I don't think she's crazy about it. Um, being held in general by your hands, and it's nothing personal, is she's not used to it. Um, when I ask, so you've been held quite a bit by Vivian, I assume. She says, yes, but that doesn't make a being used to it. She says, I don't, she doesn't see herself as belonging to you. She's not like your Sabine. Okay, so do you okay, like yeah. to, is it better than not getting out at all to be held by Vivian? She says, she can hold me. It's okay. Every now and then is nice, but I'm not feeling that great now. Rubbing my tummy isn't going to make a difference. Um, She tells me to tell you not to rub her tummy. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I haven't done that. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay. Um, And what about seeing the sights around the house? Do you like that? Uh, It's okay. I don't get she's that, you know, excited or thrilled. It's not a huge deal to her. Um, But, yeah, there is a small preference for being held by you versus not getting out of the tank at all.
1: Okay. Um, So could we actually invite her now to um, bond more with me or I'd like to bond more with her before I leave, um, especially since my sister's not here?
0: Yeah, so do you hear this request, Apollo? She does. Um, So your thoughts on this, Apollo? She will consider this. Um, She thinks your your mom is never really going to have an interest in bonding with her. Um, so who's going to take over? She wonders. After you leave, is your sister going to be in home be home from college at that point?
1: Uh, my sister is going to be home from college. Um, I don't know, within the next couple months, so she'll be home for the summer. Um, you know, I mean, I can talk to my mom because you know, once I move and my sister goes back to college in the fall, it's going to just be her. So I think my mom would actually surprisingly be interested in bonding with the animals in the house because she won't have my sister and I.
0: Okay. Okay. So, Apollo, what do you She says you'll have to talk with her because she as Apollo isn't convinced that that will be yeah. um, as interesting for your mom as you think it might be. But you know what? <laughs> no. You might surprise Apollo and go ahead and ask. <laughs> yeah.
1: I understand why she feels that way. But I think, you know, if my mom's going to bond with her at all, it's going to be in a definitely in a hands-off kind of way. Just in a different way than my sister and I would bond with her.
0: Gotcha. Um, one more thing's coming up right now on her body. Um, so when I go down to her large intestine, she shows me a big, fairly dry stool that has yet to be evacuated from her body. It does not feel like it's moving at all. When I ask her, is this an impaction of sorts? She says yes and no. Okay, what's the yes part, please? Yes, it's an impaction. What's the no part? It's not exactly stuck. It, she she feels it does move a little bit at a time. It's very important. She, so she's got two issues, one described before and the second one, which feel like they're actually independent of each other. Um, if she was to eat food right now, if, let's say, everything was normal in the small intestine like we talked about before, I get that she still would be very leery of eating right now because she wouldn't want to back herself up by putting too much in in her tube um, when she hasn't evacuated. You know, um, I don't know a thing about geckos, Vivian, but she's given the impression that warm water, like if you you were to set that second half of her body, which would be, you know, back legs and tail and all that, into a bowl of warm water, um, when I asked what, Okay, the warm temperature would, she feels, would start to increase ever so slightly the blood circulation flow there in the lower region of the body. And, again, we're not talking small intestine. This isn't designed to help with the small intestine. But she feels it will actually help her to get hydrated enough in that lower location for her to pass the stool within about 24 hours.
1: Okay. She calls
0: casting. Um, There's a lot of hard debris, shell debris, uh, I suppose, from, like, the shell part of a cricket. Um, And so that casting is a little too over-dry right now in her body. Okay. So her just
1: lower half?
0: Yeah, so I'm basically seeing from the, well, you know where her, her anal opening is. It's really that section of the body that needs to be, in warm water. And you're not trying to make her swim. You're not, I just see you holding her there and, and, well, allowing that warm water to be around her. When I ask, so if she held you in that position to give you access to warm water around that region, then how long does she know to hold you there? She thinks it's just a few minutes is all that's going to be needed. It can't be cold water. It's got to be tepid. It's got to be, you know, risk baby, you know, baby, human baby temperature. It's got to be warm, not hot, not cold.
1: Right. Just Okay. Okay, I can do that. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, she's just indicating she's spending a lot of time being still, just conserving her strength and energy. Okay. All right, any other
1: questions for her? Uh, my last one for her is, is there any messages she'd like me to Give my sister or talk to her about.
0: All right. Um, she says she doesn't think about me much. Ask her to think about me, because when she thinks about me, she sends me energy, and I like her energy. <laughs> if she, okay. if you could ask your sister to think about Apollo for a couple times a week, um, it doesn't even need to be more than a couple minutes. Quite honestly but just a couple of minutes of sitting on her bed or just in a quiet spot and just thinking about Apollo and sending her love feels like it would really do this little gal a service. She shows okay. herself smiling and knowing that she's being thought about, she will sense the energy from her person.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I hope she feels better. I really Me too.
1: Do. I, hope, I hope so too. mm.
0: Everybody hopes you feel better, Apollo. <laughs> she hopes to get through it, too. She has a desire to get through this.
1: Yeah, I'll do any, everything I can to help. So.
0: She says thank you. <laughs> good. Um, all right, very good. So I'll thank her. She doesn't have anything else to offer. And if you don't have any more questions... All right. Great. Who next?
1: Sabine.
0: All right, Sabine, please. All right, She's all ears. We are set to go. <laughs> she's I think she's been ready for this, so <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: your first question,
1: all right, um, I just want to know, does she understand the changes that are happening right now?
0: okay. She says, I, know, I understand there's a lot of things up in the air, but she says, you've been explaining things to me. feels like out loud especially. She's been picking up information. When I ask her, what exactly do you understand so we know? She understands she knows she's going to be moving with you and that you'll be leaving the okay, your mom and the other animals behind. She's looking forward to the adventure, but she's a little bit nervous too. What are you nervous about? Um, if She's concerned that she may not have a yard or a space um, enclosed to run around.
1: Okay. This
0: is a for
1: her. Okay, so that kind of ties into the other main thing that I wanted to address, which is her aggression towards other dogs. Okay. Um, a lot of the time, you know, I used to walk her downtown because um, we kind of live out in the middle of nowhere, and then, I, you know, it's like a mile to walk into town. I used to walk her there all the time. But it seems like her aggression towards other dogs has increased, so it's kind of hard to take her as far or to as many places as I want because I'm nervous that she's going to, you know, be aggressive towards other dogs. She's fine with people. It's just other dogs. So when we move, if there isn't a huge backyard, then I'm going to want to be able to walk her. And I know there's probably going to be other people with dogs on the base. So, you know, if she can't be um, friendly or civil with them, it's going to be really hard to take her out to
0: exercise. Okay. Do you understand everything said? She understands. She says, we've been through this one again before. So in other words, you've had this conversation lightly in the past, maybe not as serious or as important as this round, but she understands mm-hmm. that when asked, so what do we need to know? What's going on when you see other dogs? Where's your thoughts going? She says, i become, okay, she becomes very alert. She becomes mm-hmm. very, I think muscles becoming very uh, tense, and she wants to go at them. Now, if I imagine for a moment that your person was free-walking you, no leash, next to you, and you were out in town, and you saw another dog. She would take, she'd leave you in the dust, and she would take off after it. And when I show her the other image of the dog standing still beside its owner and ask what she would do, she shows me sniffing, being a bit rude by poking her nose, which is so curious all the time, into the, the back of the dog's ear to sniff. And um, I see her being very stiffening, or sniffing, excuse me, and the other dog stiffening. And if the other dog was to make any move, it could get ugly. I don't actually see a dog fight, but I see her being very alpha in that position. And, it well, you wouldn't want to deal with that scenario is what I'm getting. Right. Yeah, okay, so at least that helps us understand what her motivation is. So, Sabine, you want exercise in the future, um, in the new future home, I suspect. She says, oh, yes, it's vital to my balance. And if she doesn't happen to have a yard for you to exercise in, then walks maybe become the alternative option. And this base or place where you'd be moving to, Everybody in there is, you know, um, there's a sort of community feel to the people and therefore to the animals associated with those human family members. And so if you could look at them not as strangers on the walk, these other dogs, but rather as community or family members of the other people that share the space, that would be highly appreciative. You know, she, she has this mental idea where they're all strangers. You know, Vivian, um, my two sons, something you can offer her, it works hugely well for my little chihuahuas. When they bark at other people, I remind them out loud as well as before we go on the walk when they're more mentally calm. Any dog you see, any person we see, they're our neighbors and we don't bark at neighbors because that's rude. We don't bark at our neighbor's dogs because that's rude. Mm -hmm. Um, You might want to try that. She is about... Politeness for her isn't as important as it feels like it is to my little guys. What's important to you, Sabine? Um, She says listening to you and pleasing you is. So listening to your person's guidance and pleasing her is important to her too. And if you were to put all your attention on how to please your person in every second of the walk, regardless of who's around you and who's not, that would be pretty amazing. She nods her head and admits she gets distracted easily by the other dogs. You know, Vivian, there are dog trainers out there that maybe you could end up hiring or having them offer some ideas that are in the training the body category. That's totally, of course, outside of telepathy and outside of energy work. But using that as a a way of helping you help her body do something different, a substitute behavior, so that if you encounter another dog, you have a go-to action to
1: do. Right. That was something else I was going to talk about is um, if finding a trainer would be helpful. I mean, um, if I did find one, my main focus would be the uh, aggression towards other dogs. I mean, I don't know how they would approach it. I would imagine maybe trying to socialize her with more dogs in like a controlled environment. I don't know if that would be helpful to her just to get more experience with it and know how to um, behave more politely around other dogs, because I totally get her being rude sometimes. Mm -hmm. She's a bit, like, she's not pushy, it's just sometimes I don't think she cares about the boundaries of the other animals that she encounters.
0: Yeah, she, she, like, doesn't really have a very great point of view about other beings have boundaries. She totally overlooks that. She steps into their boundary zone all the time. That might be something that you want to talk with her about and teach her about boundaries. And, and in the human culture, there's boundaries. And in the dog culture, there actually are boundaries too. It just feels like she's kind of clueless to them. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure why she's clueless, but you can invite her to tap into some dog maybe that you either scout in the house if he's got good boundaries. Um, or Although she tells me she doesn't really listen well to him, so don't pick him. Never mind. Um, choose another dog maybe that you know from your past that had really good boundaries with other dogs and kind of connect the two and ask her to learn something about boundaries from the other dogs. That's a way of approaching it, too.
1: Great. I haven't um, had
0: many other dogs in the past, so that's a thing. Ah, uh, You haven't. Okay. Um, Caesar Milan, are you familiar with him, the dog whisperer?
1: Yeah, it's funny you say that because I've actually been um, watching a lot of his stuff lately.
0: Okay, he had a dog who's now deceased named Daddy. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. That dog had good boundaries. Let me just see. So, universe, please would her hooking Sabine to his dog named Daddy, who was always appropriate with other dogs, would that be appropriate to do? Wow, it just says yes. Okay, yep. <laughs> you can find Daddy's picture online. Okay, so how would I go about that? Would I t-
1: tune in to Daddy and ask? him yeah. to help her like how do I yeah. go about
0: that specific about how you want her, him to help her and then connect with Sabine and just do a bridge technique just you know invite introduce them basically telepathically to each other and ask them to please work with each other and, and ask Sabine to be really receptive because she could learn so much and be she's already miss wonderful but she could be extra extra wonderful as well there's That's always perfect. room for, for all beings
1: Okay, is that something that we could start right now? Could we um, try to invite him to help her, and then I can go from there, you know, later?
0: Yes. All right, let me just bring up Daddy's picture. I want to get the right dog. There we go. All right, very good. So I've got a picture of him, so daddy, please. Okay, smiles at me. My name is Danielle, and I have Vivian here, and she has her dark-colored black dog, Sabine, female. And Sabine is in need of learning about dog-to-dog boundaries. She's pretty clean and uneducated in that area as of yet. He says, well, is she interested in wanting to learn? Uh, Sabine, would you be interested in learning about boundaries in the dog-to-dog culture world? She says, what will it get me? Um, Well, it would get you potentially more exercise in the future. It would create greater ease for your person, which would allow you to potentially have more fun because your person's not being, you know, stressed out by your behavior. She says, that's worthwhile. All right, so Sabine here is daddy and i'm just I'm just introducing them telepathically as all to each other's energy. Okay. And Daddy, he says I'm already connected, but I'm going to do it formal the other way to to model it for you. So Daddy, here is Sabine. and i I, I kind of use the image, Vivian, of the two dogs' uh, heads side by side with a light bridge, a bridge of beautiful light between them to yep. connect. And I'm just going to ask the education in whatever way is most appropriate for the grace and highest good of all be transferred over, and Sabine, I ask that you be as receptive as possible to it for your um, expansion. She nods her head. Um, He's willing to offer her whatever she wants. It really comes down to however much she wants to take. Um, With that said, I would still, um, and I'm going to thank them both, I I would still reach out to somebody who can work with her in a physical body way. It does feel like if you put her in a room scenario or even outdoor scenario where she was unleashed with you and there are other handlers unleashed with their dogs, that she would bark, she'd become restless, I see a little bit of pacing, having a tough time listening to you. It just feels like she's just not used to that scenario. So maybe giving her, even though she knows basic obedience already, maybe putting her and yourself in a basic obedience class where she's got that, those distractions (laughs) of the other dogs and their handlers around her might be a nice baby step.
1: Okay, so you don't think that, um, like, getting her used to socialization would be the best way?
0: Well, that having her introduced to the dogs through the root of a basic obedience class would be a way of socialization, not necessarily direct, but where she's got to do the things that she's already good at, sit, stay, things like that, in a highly distracting environment. Okay. Right. And there's certain other ways. Um, I do get that having her, you guys work with a professional trainer, on just the aggression alone certainly is gonna be beneficial but she really needs more exposure to other dogs. She doesn't trust other dogs. Um, yeah. and it's she doesn't there's a lack of knowledge in her and she just hasn't seen that many. And it's funny, she, she does know that Scout is a dog and yet it's like she doesn't give him much credit for anything. Because he's mm-hmm. your mom's dog <laughs> is what she said. Yeah. And he's more like a cat who likes to stay <laughs> in the house. So she he just kinda, she just kinda puts him in a whole different Mm, category. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she was a uh, puppy, I um,
1: socialization was a big thing, but because you know she's she's a higher energy, she she still didn't have those boundaries even as a puppy. So when she'd go and meet new dogs, she would kind of pick them off because you know she'd invade their space too quick. So it kind of like you know it's like. It didn't go anywhere. So now she's gotten older and bigger and more in, uh, intimidating to other dogs. I don't know. It just it never
0: goes well. Yeah, yeah. I would get some training professional advice there because I'm not sure what to offer you. Um, like, I just see her the in react the- when she sees
1: about. Me the obedience classes is I don't know if like they would let her come in knowing that she's aggressive towards other dogs which is why I didn't think of that as like a first option that's why I just thought of like oh well you know maybe we can find a trainer who can you know just get her used to being around other dogs more and be
0: more relaxed
1: or have more experience with other
0: dogs yeah, I would call and speak to a few different people and see what ideas that they offer resonate with you and her. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's many different approaches, many different options, I'm sure. And you're right, they may not necessarily allow her in that type of class. Um, depends on their setting. Dep- depends on a lot of different things. But I would give a call and see what's out there available if you're wanting to move forward with it because my sense is just talking to her alone right now isn't enough to change it.
1: Yep, and I've known he's, that, which is why I've thought about the trainer.
0: Good, yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I've actually uh got, taken her for a walk before with uh, my fiancé's dog at one point, and he, she's, like, you know, she's very territorial of the house, so she'll bark and yap and whatever, and she'll go over to him, but he's more of, like, a mellow kind of dog, so I figured they'd be fine together. And, you know, once we started walking, she, like, you know, she was fine. But then once you get back to the house it's the same thing, so
0: Okay. All right. Um, do you have a question around that?
1: Um is the reason why she was okay with him because he's more of like a I don't know what you call it, like a submissive energy, like he wouldn't try to dominate her,
0: overpower her in
1: that sense.
0: Um, She says she she was okay with him because she knew that it was temporary, that he was going to be in all of your presence on the walk. She knew he was just kind of like, I realize he was a dog, but it's like he was a third person walking along. He wasn't going to go home with you. He wasn't going to invite her space. Um, So she was very tolerant (laughs) of his presence on the walk. Um, I don't get that she tried to make friends. She didn't make friends at all, not even at the end after she'd walked with him a while. And I get he was just kind of um, looking away from her and, like, not trying to instigate. He was just a nice dog. He was just like, oh, I don't want to ruffle your feathers. And so he gave yeah. her space. I don't really get yeah. it was because of his submissive energy. It was more because, well, one, he wasn't instigating her. He wasn't triggering her in any way. And, right. two, she just knew he wasn't coming home. Um, I ask, so but Sabine, would it be helpful if your person reminded you before she went on any walks in town with people's dogs present if she told you that none of those dogs are going home with you? She says, well, I know that. Okay. All right. I was just seeing if maybe that would help, but in this case, no. Different scenario.
1: Okay. Um, so is connecting with Daddy later on something that I should be doing, or is he just, or um, are we good? Is he going to be at least trying to help her in any way that he can right now?
0: Um, so it feels like he's disconnected at this point so that she can talk with us. Uh, so, Daddy, please, Um, what does Vivian need to do to help support the connection between you and Sabine? Sabine's going to forget about me, so you need to reintroduce us a couple times. He says, I'm all ears. I'm willing to help. Um, but Sabine's got to want it. So he's not going to reach out to her. You need to kind of bridge the connection because Sabine's not going to think to reach out to him. But when they are connected, and you can even sit and witness the exchange of information, if you want, as the two te- dogs telepath with each other, mm-hmm. just to ensure that some exchange of info or energy, at least, is happening.
1: So how often should I reconnect them? Um,
0: I'm getting a couple times a week. Yeah, and especially okay. invite him to connect with her just before she enters sleep time mode. So that half an hour to 20 minutes before she actually closes her eyes to go to sleep that night would mm-hmm. be an ideal time because that's when she's most quiet-minded and receptive, okay. he says.
1: Okay. All right, so
0: back to the move. So
1: she she's okay with this?
0: She is because she's going to go with you. She sees it as an adventure. It does feel like if she gets stressed or nervous, that she will be a little bit more antsier than usual. So ensuring that she gets enough exercise during all stages of the move uh, feels and the drive, (laughs) if and when you can, is going to help. Because this dog, she's she's got you know she's got to move, got to get out of her system.
1: Um, one of my questions is, how is she going to feel about being the only animal
0: in our house? Um, she says that she can handle it. She doesn't give me an impression of being lonely, doesn't okay. think she'll be lonely. That may change once she's there and actually experiencing it in body, but at this point she doesn't predict that. Okay. Um She may become extra sound sensitive, however, to everything that passes by on the street um, and going into extra alert mode because there's fewer distractions in the home environment for her to watch, especially when you guys are not home. So you might Mm -hmm. want to give her some jobs to do inside the house, you know, toys to play with, move your toys around, decorate the house with your toys, here's some chew things, Um, wearing her out when she is by herself with things that are safe and appropriate, for her to busy herself with, especially the chewing keeps coming up. Chewing, toys, things of that sort can can entertain her. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I don't get she can run around or, I mean, I don't know what kind of space you're going to end up being in housewise right, there. Right, me Wise, But she seems to think it's going to be fairly modest in size, smallish.
1: Yeah, um, yeah it's also going to be a whole different climate. <laughs> I would imagine. Okay. It's she's not be... concerned about that. Okay. Um, I want to know how does she feel about Tim, my fiancé? Okay, sure.
0: She says, I'm still your dog. He's okay. I don't get she has any bond with him. Um, she's got more of an interest uh, or connection, I should say, with your mom and your sister than she does with your fiancé. It's Mm -hmm. nothing personal. She likes him. He's nice. She shows me an image of, like, him touching her is fine. Um, But she also gives me the impression, like, she... there really isn't much room in her world for anybody but her one person, which is you, on a very close-to-close level. Um, Mm -hmm. But she says, I can come to see him as family. There's room in my heart to accept him in. Uh, although never as close as you and I are. right? You know, she's in neutral to like mode with him. It's very light, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whereas with you, she's in love. You are my sun, moon, and stars mode.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely how we are. <laughs> um, yeah, because once we go down there, she's going to be me and him and her, so that's going to be our family for the time being.
0: Gotcha. Well, she's ready for that, and she hopes that somehow you guys can manage to get a big yard space out of it. Yeah, um, I mean, You know, if there are dog parks down there, even using those dog parks when there aren't other dogs in it, uh, you know, might end up being something for you to scout out and look with your eyes. You know, what times a day are people not there, if they're available? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. Another question. Uh, she always goes on my mom's bed. Like, I want to know why does she seem to prefer my mom's bed over mine? Is it because my mom's bed is bigger?
0: Uh-huh. It's the size. <laughs> she shows That's me herself <laughs> in the middle towards the end. It's big. It's spacious. She says, I like the size of it. Um, There's also a very nice feel energy-wise to the room that she also appreciates. Um, And this, of course, energy from the room comes from your mom. You know, your mom's energy is in the room and it gets left behind even when your mom's not hanging out in there. Um, There's something about your room being uh, narrower, mm, busier. Um, There just might be more items um, as well. So the space is just a very different feel. And I Mm get she's like, wow, this is really nice. It's kind of like being in luxury. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. Um, another thing is, can I practice energy work on her, like Reiki or healing or that kind of stuff, because I've approached that idea to her, and I always got the feeling that she was kind of, like, not, more, like, hesitant because she didn't really understand it, I guess. Okay,
0: sure. So, how would you feel if your person offered you energy work? She's not interested at this time. She says, do it on the little being, and she's referring to the gecko. Um, Is it because you don't understand it? She says, I don't need it. Mom, i got enough energy. She says, I bring a lot of vital force energy into my body through my solar plexus region. She says, if you were to offer me energy, it wouldn't calm me. She thinks it would rattle her. There is such a thing as too much energy running through a body, and it would make her feel antsy and uptight, and coiled up like a snake, tense. Um, Mm -hmm. So for her, it's not the right time to offer that now. Now, she does say down the road when she's like eight years old, she says she may ask you or at least accept from you the offer of energy work then because the amount of life force energy coming into her solar plexus will, she potentially thinks, decrease, and she might like the support of extra energy. So no thank you right now.
1: Um, another question. Sometimes she will look off into space, it seems like, like she's looking at something. Um, what is she looking at? Like, I always just kind of thought maybe she's just noticing different energy, but not sure.
0: Um, so I don't get it's something she sees with her physical eyes. It is an, an energetic awareness. There is some high pitched sound that's occasionally present as well with the energy she's witnessing. What, who, who, or what is the origin of this energy you're sensing? It really has nothing to do with her. She's just aware of it. Um, it's right. like an energy blob, is the shape she gives me. And it's often kind of checking in, she feels, on you and the house. You and the house are the two things that the energy blob or being is checking in on, and she's just like, oh, I see you. I'm aware of you. But it's it's she doesn't get upset by it. It's more like she just notices it and then puts her head yep. down, like, no big deal.
1: Yep. Um, sometimes she will give me her paw, like she'll just put her paw on me or in my hand or something. Um, what is her reasoning for that?
0: She often wants your attention and your petting. At that point, she wants to bring your attention and focus onto her. Uh, when I ask, is it because you want to tell Vivian something? She says sometimes. Um, when I ask what are the other times about when you do that, it's about asking you to okay rub the rough of my neck. So where she's got the the hairs on the left and right sides of her side of her neck that I can see in the picture, kind of rough out at an angle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, likes that region. Squished with your hand. (laughs) What's her favorite spot to be pet? Um, She shows me the butt. butt. (laughs) Like scratching of the human fingers or nails along the hips region, the butt region, giving her a good butt scratch. That's a favorite because she can't quite get in there herself and do it herself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I pet her nose, like gently, and is she okay with that? Like I'll just take one finger and I'll just kind of like rub her nose, like her, the long part of her nose, like her snout, I should say.
0: Um, she has, says it has an interesting feel to it, not uncomfortable. Uh, she doesn't mind you doing it. It's like, she sees every time you do that, it's almost like a test, like you're testing her. When I ask, what do you think your person's is testing? Um, our relationship, and what does that mean, please? That if I'm willing to offer it to her, that we're still really close. So I hold still, and I let her. So it's a very nice kind of <laughs> kind of like I'll let you do that because I love you, my person.
1: Yeah, when we go for walks and stuff, she gives me her nose sometimes too. Like she'll like touch her, tap her nose to my hand. So is that her way of like kind of checking in and like kind of doing the same thing? Because that's kind of how I take it.
0: Okay, sure. So in that scenario, what's going on there? Your purpose for doing it? She is checking in. She's like, I'm still here. Um, and I'm still with you, and I'm still paying attention to you. Cool. So it is about her checking in with you. It's not about you checking in with her.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Yep. I see it as her checking in with me. So, um, another question: How clear is my communication to her? Like, how clearly does she receive it?
0: She says 90% clarity. When I ask her, "What's that 10% about?" Those are the times when I'm not paying attention to mom. <laughs> Yeah, so she hears you. I, give yourself credit. 90% is fantastic.
1: Awesome. So what are ways that I can hear her better? Because there are times I'm, you know, I'm fine and we're great, And I, but there are also times where I feel like blocked, like she's trying to tell me something and I just can't get it.
0: Okay, sure. So how about that? Um, she thinks you're in the, your head too much. You're trying too hard. So take deep breaths and drop down into your heart space, and she says sometimes you need to drop lower than that. Drop your energy down into your gut. Um, gut would be truly intestinal gut region, she says, because she's just inviting you to drop your energy, um, your barriers. Your Well, when you drop that low energetically, what happens is your egoic mind can't center or become as centered and present as you become when you drop that low. So she shows me that being left behind, and then it will be easier to understand her.
1: So, don't drop too low, do drop real low, okay, do drop low,
0: yeah, if you're not hearing her in your heart, she wants you to drop even lower beyond your heart
1: okay um, um my last thing because I got we gotta talk to Scout before this time is up, but can you let her know that because of all the changes going on, my stress level or anxiety or you know, it's going to be a lot higher. And I know she used to be really sensitive to that. You know, she kind of, like, suck in everything that I'd be feeling. So can you just let her know that um, um, until all this stuff gets finished, like, I'm going to be really stressed out probably, and I don't want her to take in any of my stress, um, but I'm definitely going to be needing a lot more um affection from her, just to help with the stress and anxiety and stuff.
0: Okay, gotcha. She understands this. She says, I'll probably still react to your stress, but I can certainly offer you more affection. Okay. Um, Any advice for your person when she does get stressed out? She says, have her take me for a walk out in nature. Yeah, Okay. the nature um, be surrounding you in those moments when you get stressed out, if you can find nature, um, is going to help you. And her, well, she just wants to be with you. So the, it's not about really walking her, even though that's the activity. It's more about the idea of getting you out in nature and she's just being your best friend, being beside you.
1: Great. Right. Um, last one for her. How is her body feeling physically? Sometimes, like, She'll just get sick in the middle of the night, and I'm thinking that's just due to, like, anxiety or stress for me or herself. But
0: Okay, sure. So um, two questions separate. So what's going on first in the middle of the night sometimes when you get sick to your stomach? She says, well, my body just needs to evacuate the stuff. Um, gives, she gives me the impression, like, the food or whatever. Mm, maybe it's not even food. She shows me wet white goo, um, mucus or something of the sort in the stomach that the stomach would naturally produce, just sitting there on the floor. When I asked her, so what, she says my body needed it out. Okay, is it because of the diet? She says no, it's random. It doesn't really have any particular reason why it happens. When I ask, her, <laughs> well, are you aware of any reason why it happens? Um, she says no, not really. When I asked, is it because your person's stress you're picking up? She does say yes to that, okay. And so what do we need to know here about you and your feeling good or not? She says it can't be helped. It's not a big deal. She just vomits, and then she feels better and goes lay down.
1: Okay. Yeah, she's usually fine after that, but.
0: Yeah. And then your second question, how are you feeling physically in your body in general, generality every day? Fine. Great. Great. She's got plenty of yard space, it feels like, so she's able to exercise herself. Yeah, doing well. Good. (laughs) Excellent. All right, so I will thank Sabine. And you want to switch to Scout? Yes. All right, so Scout, please. He's such a nice dog. (laughs) They're all nice. He's just so he is. They're all different, too. All right, so your I first know. question. Um, does he understand the changes that are happening
1: with me moving and taking Sabine and all that?
0: He does understand it. He knows that you'll be going. He also says to me, but he understands that children fly the coop. So he has <laughs> this understanding that this is normal, this is to be expected. Um, he's actually fine with you taking Sabine. You know, he very much caters to your mom. Feels like he is um, like she. He is all eyes on her, so he has yep. his person. So you leaving when I ask is that going to create any sadness? He adores you, by the way. He really does. Um, but with that said, it's like you know, Sabine has you, and he has your mom, so he's not losing his person.
1: Right.
0: He'll miss um, the fact that he's there, but he'll adapt after a month.
1: Is that? Um, actually,
0: how, how is he feeling physically? How are you feeling physically these days, Scout, in general? Uh, okay, a little stiffness in the lower lumbar spine region that is in the location in front of the hips. Um, Mm -hmm. some of his wrists, his wrists on the back right, more so than the back left, is a little tight sometimes. Um, same with the front two, actually, wrists down there. Uh, head and neck, everything feels good, muscularly as well as skeletally. Tail feels good. Uh, midsection of the body where the ribs are feels good. He's quite content overall. So, yeah, some achy joints that are on a scale of 0 to 10, please. 0 is no achiness. It's really pretty much at a 1 because he ignores it for the most part. No, oh, there good. are times he wakes up in the morning. And he's like, ooh, I notice I'm stiff. So that's really when he knows it because he's been sleeping. He shows me on the side a good portion of the night, and he sleeps so heavy-weighted. Like, uh, okay, well, doesn't everybody sleep heavy-weighted, Scout? Because <laughs> our bodies, oh, gravity pulls down. Explain that one to me, my friend. Um, he says, well, I sleep really heavy. I'm not a light sleeper. And so the way he lays his body down, it just feels like when he goes to bed, he really doesn't do a lot of movement. Like, some animals, some people will move a lot in the middle of the night. I don't get he does that much movement. And as a result, he wakes up with more of a wanting to stretch out his body to get the creaks and cracks out.
1: Yep. Um, okay. So I have this question for him. Um... Did he feel betrayed by me when I got the bean? Because originally when he was just a puppy and we got him, I was the one to pick him out, and I felt that I had the very first bond or connection with him. Okay. And so, like, that's my question. And You know, how does he feel about our relationship now? Because, you know, I know you just said he adores me, but I was actually kind of surprised by that because having Sabine she sometimes doesn't let me give him the, like, really have a relationship with him, I guess, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, because Sabine is a bit controlling in that way. And that's not actually um, very kind to you, Vivian. So, you, you know, nipping that in the bud and being like, hey, you can't control who my friends are and who they're not, Sabine, is it maybe an out loud conversation you want to have with her. So she doesn't think that she can just keep doing it, doing it, here on out in the future. Um, Okay, so let me ask your question. So did do you or did you at one point feel abandoned by Vivian? He says no, he didn't. He feels like he, you know, you, you may have picked him out, and yes, he did have a bond with you in the beginning, but then it feels like he started to branch out and become the household pet of all of you. Yes. And then he shows me eventually um, Sabine coming into the picture and being, well, totally she gravitated to you and I see her wrapping her arms like a child would around their mom around you, and he's like, oh, Vivian's not available anymore okay. because another being has claimed her. And I get he was totally cool with it. He really took it with grace. And he was like, yeah. oh, well, I'm going to choose a person. And I see at that point <laughs> it was a toss-up between you and your sister. But um, because he had this inkling that your sister wasn't going to be around in in the end long term, he chose your mom. And he also thinks that your mom needed him. He needed to be the support system for your mom. So he thinks in the end, him and her are a great match.
1: Yep, and she definitely will be needing him once I'm gone for sure, so.
0: He says, I will be there for her. I'm her buddy, and I'm just so easygoing. I'm easy for her. She could Mm -hmm. never have a dog like Sabine. She needs an easygoing cat-like dog, and that's me.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... How come, you know, when I let Scout and Sabine outside in the backyard at the same time, sometimes they'll do this thing where she'll, like, corner him and I can't tell if it's, like, she's try, you know, I'm trying to call him in, and half the time he just sits there and won't listen or respond, you know, so it's, like, is she trying to help me out by trying to get him inside or is she trying to play with him or is she trying to go after him or what's the deal?
0: Okay, sure, so what's going on? He says he has to act like he ignores you because she won't let him by. She is, again, controlling the space outside there. Um, So I don't get she's helping you. No. She's doing her own thing. She's got her own agenda. Um, She's got some herding skills in her. Uh, I don't know what her breed exactly is or her background uh, genetically, but she's got herding skills, and she knows how to bring them forward and use them now and then, and so it feels like she's... She's not cornering him or disallowing him from moving into the house, out of the yard in a sort of I'm going to attack you if you don't kind of way, but she uses her energy of intense stare and her body posture to let him know that if you um, take a step forward, I will challenge you, <laughs> so it's like she she poses that she will challenge, although i don't get she would i don't get she'd hurt him like biting or fight or anything like that, but no, he can't listen to you then because if he does he's going to have to deal with her, and it's just not worth it, so he waits it out gotcha that would be where you need to step in and say, Sabine, we don't do that. we don't do that to family again. This is an example of of controlling, and I get her herds think is very real, but we really shouldn't herd family members because that's really not the kindest thing to do.
1: Great. Um, Can we switch back to her before we end? Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so Sabine, please. And your question. Um, Can we just address the whole uh, controlling thing, I guess I should say?
0: Yeah, so what's your motivation behind control to begin with? We need to know where you're coming from. Um, She says it's because I'm very strong and I have awesome, wonderful eyesight. Okay, and I use my skills in this way. I channel through my body posture and my stare. Okay, so I'm going to acknowledge. Okay, thank you for sharing that. And do you get that when you are controlling of who's around Vivian and not, that that is really actually doing an unkindness to her because it's kind of like your, well, being the shield or the um, escort of her saying who can be friends with her and who can't, and that is disallowing her from choosing for herself. She said, I never thought of it that way. I don't believe you. <laughs> uh-huh. You're going to have to verse with her on that, Vivian. Um, you need to explain to her how you feel about having somebody, you know, herself or even if it was another human, you know, basically say who her friends can be, who they can't, who she can get close to, who she can't. Because she's been doing this for so long that I get that she's like, well, it's so much the norm. I've been doing this with my person and she's okay with it. So why would I need to change this? She doesn't see the problem with it.
1: Is it, is it like a jealous thing? Like she doesn't want me to be friends with or have a connection with other people? People are animals or what? Like.
0: Um, it's not a jealous thing. She honestly feels she's taking care of you. When I asked her, mm-hmm. so do you think a person can take care of herself? She says, nope. She's always wanted a protector. Um, so if that's not true, Vivian, then you're going to need to set her straight on that. Cause she honestly believes it. She's seen a hero who swooped in to save the day. Um, When she was one years old, did you have her at the age of one? Yes, I did. Okay. When she was one years old, she decided that she was going to be your bodyguard or your protector. And I asked, so what created that? What, What thought led up to that? What was right before that thought? She said, I decided that my person was defenseless because she almost fell on the ground. I saw her walking in the backyard and she almost tripped and fell. And I decided at that point my person was defenseless. Okay. So she me you laughing as you're doing it. So you might have been having fun doing something. Your foot might have fell in a lower spot in the yard. I mean, it really, to me, doesn't look like you're about to fall and hurt yourself. But that's how she interpreted it. So what do you want to say to her on that?
1: Um, I definitely can take care of myself. And there are times where... I would definitely need her as a protector, you know, like um if, but it it's more of like situations where if you know someone were to approach me that I wasn't comfortable with, like those situations like I'm okay with her being a protector, it's just not I don't need her to be on guard and alert twenty four seven like I can handle myself for the most- you know I can handle myself it's just if there like there are times where it's appropriate and times where it's not, I guess I should say.
0: Okay, and do you understand what she's saying? She does, and give your person credit. She is a smart, intelligent being just like yourself, and if you overprotect or are on guard all the time, you could be potentially disallowing some of her own growth in her life because maybe you're preventing an experience or conversation even that she's meant to be having with somebody else, human and your presence is distracting her from having that full conversation or even having it at all. She says, well, I don't want to distract her from life. I just want to protect her body. So what if she was to let you know when she sought you to be on guard and when she didn't? Um, She says, well, she'll forget to tell me. So what you might want to put in place is, I never want you to be on guard unless I specifically ask for it or um, or I go into fear that would be an alert for her, too, to have the go-ahead.
1: Okay. you got to
0: set the parameters or rules, because right now she thinks she can do it all the time, and she's on, she's on it 24-7 minus when she's sleeping. So um, right now she has no parameters. So put those rules in place and uh, just present those to her more, on more than one occasion out loud, because this is so ingrained in her thought system that, oh, i got to protect my person. She's been doing it, well, since the age of one, so it's pretty wired. She's pretty wired for it at this time.
1: Right. I just hope that doesn't um, keep her from
0: enjoying life either. Um, She sees her life as all about having fun, playing with toys, playing games, sniffing the ground and hanging out with you. So your three quarters of that and everything else listed in the beginning is, you know, that, that one quarter or that 25% um, so to her, for her to change, you're going to have to really kind of lay down the law. I get she respects what you put out as far as requests, but you're going to have to help her really see, this is really where I, Vivian, stand when I say this. This is really how I feel about it, Sabine. And here is what I'm looking for from you because this will be a contribution to my life. All right. And I'm, I'm going to ask her because you're going to. You need to have a conversation with her about how we don't control scouts' movements outside in the yard that we all share. That's that's unnecessary. <laughs> that's not fair. Okay. Yep. definitely not fair. All right. So we are at time. So I'm going to go ahead and thank her and thank the rest, and we are set for today. Awesome. <laughs> Good. Well, congratulations on being engaged. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for you. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, keep me in touch or keep in touch. Keep me abreast of how things are going with your AC business. And so do. Uh, Yeah, reach out when you get a chance. All right? Yep. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a great day.
1: You too. Bye.
0: Bye-bye.